You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you will explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. I'm so excited to share episode number four of the Tranquility Tribe podcast with you all. Today, I have Madison White. She's a full-time energy healer and pelvic floor therapist. She has one of the most powerful outlooks on her work as a healer and women's health expert. And that is that mothers have this unique wisdom about the world. I absolutely love the connection you make with the energy work and women's health, specifically the pelvic floor. So welcome, Madison. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here and uh, to be working with you and doing this incredibly important work. It is incredibly important. Oh my goodness. And I am so incredibly excited to share all of this stuff with our listeners today. I think it is a topic that is Wow. Oh my goodness. Such a necessity, yet it is such Mm -hmm. a gym. It is something that uh, a lot of women either don't know about or don't know how to find out more about it. And that is frustrating to me. So that is one of my missions. Yeah. Spreading awareness, definitely letting women know that they have options available to them that maybe aren't, you know, presented to them at at face value and, and on the surface. Um, but there's definitely options for women, for women's health. I know a lot of women out there feel like they're not listened to at the doctor's office, that they just kind of get pushed aside, that their feelings get pushed aside. And pelvic care therapy really offers an opportunity for women to feel seen and heard and have their needs met um, in a way that I have not seen really provided in a lot of our, um, the off, what, modern our modern medical system has has offered thus far so it's been really wonderful for me to offer this to women and to remind women that um there they have options oh my goodness how true are those words it is always so incredible to collaborate with other practitioners who like really really get it like that speak down to my soul and share with us Mm -hmm. a little bit about the path you've taken to become an expert um, on the pelvic floor. Yeah, so I mean, my entire life, I've kind of felt very drawn to um, to women's health, and you know, just in my own experience, being in a female body and having the experiences of going to you know the gynecologist or growing up and feeling a lot of shame for uh, you know getting my period and all these kind of things really drew me to you know seeing that there was a real lack in the world for something that is really needed and that I feel is so sacred and beautiful. Um, so I, you know, of course entered into this for myself was to gain healing for myself, to gain a better understanding of myself as a woman. And then when I saw how beneficial it was and saw, 
you know, especially recently, we have so many women who are speaking out about their experiences and, you know, really coming forward with the acknowledgement that they have suffered and are suffering and that they do not accept that any longer. Um, so that's really beautiful to have something to offer to those women who are ready to step forward, kind of step outside the box a little bit um, and try something new in order to better themselves to, and to better their lives. Um, so I actually am a nurse. I went to school to become a nurse. And um, so I have that medical background. Um, but what I found when I was working as a nurse is that I didn't really feel that that emotional sort of spiritual energetic elements of human, of, you know, sort of the art of nursing was really lost um, in, in today's current system. Everything was really evidence-based and it's wonderful. We've made great advancements in the areas of science, um, but really losing out on that, on that heart side of healing. So I entered into um, an energy healing again for myself and really felt the benefits of that and, and decided that this was something that I really wanted to, to offer to the world. And in my energy healing um, studies, one of the things that, we, that I looked at was Chinese medicine and different forms of um, you know, healing uh, systems and modalities from across the world. And in one of them, they say that, you know, in Chinese medicine, for, an, for example, um, the heart is the center of sort of the entire organ system. And also the way that you look at the body and the organ systems is not piece by piece, which we do in, in our um, current medical system, um, where, you know, you have your heart doctor and you have your GI doctor and, and your OBGYN, and they're all sort of separate. In Chinese medicine, a lot of these other more alternative styles, you're looking at the body as a whole, which to me makes so much more sense because anytime you affect one part, you're affecting the whole. So uh, one of the things that I learned is that women have, and energetically in these other systems of medicine, that they actually have two hearts, one in their chest and one in their pelvis, which you can see even if you look at the uterus and the shape of the fallopian tubes, it kind of makes the outline of a heart. Um, it makes sense, you know, the blood is regulating all of our body systems, it's bringing nourishment, it's feeding our entire body, it's carrying messages such as hormones. Um, and hormones are big regulators of some of our most basic and primal functions, such as our appetite to eat, our appetite for sex, our sleep cycles, our moods, you know, uh, all of those things are controlled by hormones. And the major ones are, are the hormones that are released and regulated by our menstrual cycles, which again is, you know, a big part of it takes place in the brain and also in the uterus. So the heart in your chest and the heart in your pelvis are really regulating the most primal and fundamental workings of your physical body. So that's when I kind of realized that, you know, the, the womb space, the lower chakras, the uterus was a focal point of women's health and something that should really be focused on as a, a pathway to whole body and of course, whole life healing. Um, so that's what really got me, you know, and then I found this, um, someone actually referred me to holistic pelvic care therapy. And because I have the RN degree, I was able to practice. Um, so that kind of, you know, the stars kind of aligned in that sense when this was presented to me. And I thought, this, you know, there's no way that I could say no to this. And it was completely transformational 
um, for me, having an understanding of myself, of my own body, um, and how I could and how I could be in service and, and help other women, and ultimately help bring this higher awareness of women's health to the world and to the people around me. Wow! So for our <laughs> listeners um, who is mind blown just right now, like we've been talking about. <laughs> Who is having, you know, that moment, that meme where your brain explodes from <laughs> Chinese medicine to heart-shaped uteruses. It is inspiring to hear your passion just pour, pour out of you. And it is, it, I mean, it just, it really inspires me. And I can only imagine that it inspires other women to also find comfort in you know, seeking help and speaking out. And the, the pelvic floor can be a really sticky thing, right? So it's this mm -hmm. yeah. yes place in our body and some people feel a little embarrassed or it's a little... Yeah, we're really fed this shame and guilt from a very, very early age. We are, we are fed so much shame and guilt around um, our genitalia and around our lower chakras, even begin with beginning with, you know, like diapering our infants. And we might like, you know, if they, if they, if they poop, you know, we make a face like, oh, it smells so bad, or this is so dirty. And what we don't realize that on a subconscious level is that we're telling them that the functions of those organs is dirty, and therefore not wanted, or, you know, something that should be ashamed of. Um, so, and then, you know, women, go on and, and experience menstrual periods and hear that it's gross. Again, it's dirty, that they need to be quote unquote clean, which is essentially like eliminate any evidence <laughs> of any sort of menstrual cycle or else, you know, it's, it's shamed and, and seen as something that is undesirable. So our entire lives, we are taught and told to shut down, um, our connection with our our lower organs, you know, our, our reproductive organs. Um, it's it goes back even, you know, in history we see, you know, the Bible that that's the first thing that gets sort of shamed when Adam and Eve leave the garden. So this is something that has been going on for eons and eons. Um, so it's it's tackling it is is. Um, it's something that we all feel. It's something that we all experience. Um, but it's also something that unifies us. It's something that brings us together in our shared experience of, of this shame. And a lot of what's going on and what I see with the, the women that I serve is um, a desire to not feel alone, you know, and that's something that we can all come together and heal together with is, is healing this shame and healing this guilt around something that we were just born with. <laughs> you know, we're, we're just, we're born with these organs that do these certain things. Um, and what I've seen, you know, uh, is there's a lot of opportunity to change not only the medical system, but, you know, our education system and how we teach children about, about their bodies and teach young girls about harnessing the women, the, the wisdom of their menstrual cycles instead of shutting it down and trying to like push it as far away to teach them that it is not something that they have to be ashamed of or scared of, or, you know, it's not something that is going to ruin their lives if they can understand it and welcome its pre their presence into their lives, um, a lot, a lot can be shifted around, around that. Um, but we continue to carry 
with all of that shame, we carry that as tension in our pelvic floor, you know, where we're told that this is bad. And, and, and so we start to sort of recede, you know, and that shows up that manifests physically in the literal tension that the holding onto and the tensing of the pelvic floor, um, which I, I, you know, probably 98% of, of the women who I've seen for pelvic floor therapy have a very tense pelvic floor, um, from holding on to tension, stress, their entire lives and also, you know, ancestrally, they're carrying this down through their matrilineal, matrilineal lines um, for generations and generations. Um, so, but the fact that it's coming forward and, and um, this is a brand new modality um, that's just sort of, you know, peeking its head up to the surface and women are really hungry for it, I think, which is amazing to me to see that the time has really come for us to come together to heal ourselves, to heal each other. Um, to prepare for, you know, this sort of new world that we're entering into, um, where people are realizing that they are not happy with the way that their lives are. They're not happy with the systems that are in place right now. So um, they're looking for options. They're looking for ways out. Um, and these, this is one of this is one of the ways that we can find it. And um, birthing is a, you know, it is, it is a miracle, you know, it happens every day, but it is still a miracle. Um, and a really wonderful place for a woman to, for a woman to come into her power. Um, a woman has so much more, just the process of that sort of, um, almost, it's almost like an initiation, you know, the experience that a woman goes through when she becomes a mother, um, is she becomes a whole a whole different person, um, and and comes with now with this wisdom from this experience um, that's really necessary for all people to learn that wisdom, whether they're mothers, fathers, or you know whatever. All people can learn from the wisdom of of the mother. So yeah, and I think um, so. One of the important pieces of becoming a parent is that there's always, especially female parents, there's this, um, this piece of work that you have to do prenatally to kind of unwind this ingrained sense of self. It's like this damaging mm -hmm. systemic thought that, um, you know, just like, um, you, we do with babies or, um, you know, people with periods and we teach them that it's gross. There's this sense of birth that is like really gross and disturbing. Um, but it's mm -hmm. all, it's all systemic. So you do have to do this work beforehand um, to kind of mm -hmm. get this. It's all very, very, very ingrained. Going forward, mm -hmm. there are so many places that we can do so much work uh, in the pelvic floor area, um, starting obviously with awareness and uh, just talking mm -hmm. about it as a general topic. And one of my goals and hopes and dreams is that all hospitals would eventually hire a pelvic floor therapist to be on staff for not mm -hmm. only postpartum parents, but also expectant mm -hmm. parents. Um, mm -hmm. The pelvic floor preparation piece um, and recovery are things that are automatically included in what I do uh, with our clients. It's because we believe that truly every birthing person deserves to have access to pelvic floor care because it goes through so, so much change. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us 
a little bit about where you see the pelvic floor world going and what is, what's a goal that you have um, that, that hopefully we can see one day in the pelvic floor care area? Yeah, I would love for every woman, whether prenatal, postnatal, whatever, every woman needs pelvic care. Um, it should really, I see it really as being the primary focus of women's health in general. You know, you, you, anytime you go through anything in your life, whether it be physical, a physical illness or something emotional, you know, you go to your pelvic care therapist and they help you um, really move, move through that. Um, and that it's so much more than just uh, you know, than just the physical is, is really like a whole, a whole body healing and being a part of this team with you, um, with other practitioners who are providing this very necessary holistic care to mothers, um, is really a goal realized that I have for myself of, um, being a part, you know, cause it's not just, you know, it, it takes a village, you know, it takes many people doing their personal passion, um, coming together, providing a whole spectrum of care, you know, because when you look back historically, even, you know, women were always, you know, men might have gone off and gone hunting or gone to war or whatever that sort of more, you know, sort of masculine centered role. Um, and the women stayed home and birthed babies with each other and reared babies with each other. Um, so returning to that group aspect of everyone coming together for this mother um, is really a dream. Realize it's a dream come true for me. So thank you again so much for for um, contacting me and and having me a part of the team and for work that the work that you've done is of seeing that vision as well and really making it a reality. It's it's really fantastic. Um, but yeah, I see um, pelvic care being a, a center role of women's health and kind of putting women back in the driver's seat of their health, of empowering them to learn how to tune into their bodies, to learn, you know, and to listen to their own bodies and find out what they, what they need. Um, because I think that's where the truest knowledge and wisdom comes from is our ability to tune in our, into ourselves and to learn and to learn ourselves. Um, and it takes, it's not something that can be done by yourself. You need people who are going to be there and support you, you know, people who are maybe a little bit further on the path who can light the way for you or people there alongside you to say, you know, we're doing this. We got this. Like we're, 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 we're together on this. And again, you're not alone. Um, so those are really big aspects that are all sort of happening and it's really exciting. I love to hear um, you mentioned that village, that spectrum of care is the dream world, right? It's um, mm -hmm. the idea of rearing babies together and everyone supporting each other in a really positive manner. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the dream world. I am so glad to have you by my side in this episode. <laughs> Women's health, um, I think that the two of us learn from each other every day, and um, I can't mm -hmm. wait to see how we're able to impact women's health. Um, one of the most fascinating things that I have learned in working with you is, um, is that your, your birth physically changes your body. So being in the birth world, I... That made sense to me on this surface level. Um, it's like, duh, you grow a big belly, you experience some swelling, you have raging hormones. Mm -hmm. um, and then the birth, well, that's pretty self-explanatory. That's going to change you. Mm -hmm. um, but 
but listeners, listen up. Your body is forever changed after you have mm-hmm. a baby. So things like mm-hmm. your hips might be different. Your gait, your walk might look a little different, feel a little different. All of your pelvic mm-hmm. floor muscles just went through this big transition. What, yeah. Madison, do you think about this for parents who are expecting a baby and may have just had a baby um, and are feeling really out of control or out of touch with their bodies because um, having a having a baby, whether it's vaginally or C-section, you are going to, you're going to have some changes in your body. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's really also important to mention, you know, we've talked a lot about um, shame and guilt that we carry in our pelvic floor um, and in our bodies. So I think it's really important to mention that healing can start at any time. You know, it's not like if you've already had birth or if you're already pregnant and you haven't had any sort of pelvic care, um, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not too late. Start now, start anytime. Like there's always opportunity for healing and um, to, to experience that relief of that, of that pain. So I want to say that first and foremost. And, and yes, uh, the, we carry so much tension in our pelvic floor. The majority of women have a lot of tension there, um, which is why the birthing process can be extremely painful. It's like, so if you imagine the pelvic floor holding this tension for basically your entire life, it's like if you tried to hold your arm up in the air holding a ball for your entire life, like that arm is going to be stiff, it's going to be painful, it's not going to want to move in all these directions. and for the pelvic floor, giving birth is kind of, it's like the once in a lifetime championship event, <laughs> you know, of, of the pelvic floor. It's, it's, it's the, it's the biggest thing that it, that it does. Um, so it needs training. You know, if you're an athlete and you're training for the Olympics, you're going to need, you know, training ahead of time to, to prepare for that. And, um, and that's why a lot of women experience things like, you know, uh, they might have episiotomies or experience leakage or, you know, further on down the line when they um, enter in later into life, they might experience prolapse where the, the organs, whether the, the uh, walls of the vagina or the uterus begin to slowly, sort of slowly drop because gravity starts to take a hold and the undercarriage of that pelvic floor isn't strong enough to hold on to that. So um the birth for the pelvic floor is physical trauma it's traumatic but we have to also remember that weightlifting again to use the reference of of an athlete um weightlifting is also traumatic but what it is is it's controlled small spurts of trauma in order to build endurance of the muscle that's how you build muscle you know that's why after a workout you're sore a little bit because you put your muscles under a small amount of trauma so that they could then build back and build back stronger so um so yes birth is very traumatic especially for a muscle that isn't quite prepared isn't prepared for that amount of strain and stress when it's already exhausted from holding on to all of this stress and tension already for however many years. Um, so it, it is, it, it's a huge life-changing event, even with a healthy pelvic floor, it's still weeks and weeks, sometimes months and months of 
recovery time to for that for those muscles to retain themselves and to get back to um, where they once were and hopefully a little bit stronger um, in the end if if we are you know, giving it time to heal and then slowly reintroducing pelvic care, slowly reintroducing um, pelvic and core exercises to build, to build that muscle back up. Um, postpartum uh, pelvic care is, you know, the most crucial time because, you know, it, it's a really difficult time if this is something that you're just starting out, if you, you know, just discovering this sort of work and you've already had your baby and you feel so foreign in your body you know your body has undergone this incredible incredible transformation that you feel like you've had no control over you know your your body and your body systems just like took over to do what it needed to do to grow and birth this child um, and it's it can be sort of an identity crisis for a lot of women because this body that we've been in for so long we've gotten used to the way that it looks the sounds that it makes the ways that it feels and then our body is just sort of like hijacked um, but it's a good reminder to for women that they are so much more than just their physical bodies you know your physical body is much more than just a machine you know it's 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 a vessel that carries wisdom and carries messages um for us and when it's in that time after birth when it's just trying to get back to you know that that not pregnant physical place um because your body will not you will not go back you know there's no going back to the body that you had before a baby but it's acclimating to this new body which has gone through this enormous and incredibly beautiful task of actually bringing forward a life into the world um and it's 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 such an amazing and beautiful thing um and you know any like shame that new mothers might feel about how their body looks different is something that i really hope to see changing um in the future and i think empowering women to understand the uh, power of of giving birth and the sacredness of it, the, the holiness of it is what's really going to help, you know, in how we see ourselves and then the world will learn how to see us differently. Um, so um, it is, it's, it's a huge transformation. Like the body is not the same and, and your mind your spirit your soul is forever changed as well in that in that process um so it takes it takes a lot of acclimating which why it's incredibly important to have someone like a postpartum doula to have a support system um around you who you know and I, I think it's it that wisdom really comes from from other women because we understand you need someone who's in that same body whether they've given birth or not they are also in a female body they have that they have those two hearts, <laughs> you know? Um, so uh, that's why it's incredibly important to have a team of people who are going to be there, who are going to assist you in that transitionary time where you're re relearning yourself as a person and as a body and refiguring out who you are with this new sense of being, you know, and this whole other being who is now a part of, a part of this world. Um, incredibly important to have those services to help you along the way again we're not meant to do these things alone by any means um 
we're meant to be surrounded with other women to to support us and provide positive encouragement. Um, so uh, again, I'm very happy to be a part of this team and very happy for women who are seeking out this type of care because it really should be the norm. It should be what everyone is is you know offered as a baseline. You know? Absolutely. So, and I think it's mm-hmm. I think that is the perfect example to depict the pelvic floor is the uh, that athlete that's training um, for that championship mm-hmm. game. And it's funny because I always joke that I'm a pelvic floor personal trainer to like help prep mm-hmm. your birth, and then again after um, having the baby, and um, then I work closely with with people like you who also just really get the pelvic floor. Um, and so because of my background in mental health, I've always found it interesting, the intrinsic connection between mindset, sexuality, and divine feminism. Talk to me about mm-hmm. a little bit about how the preparation of the pelvic floor for birth can affect, um, can affect your birth experience. Yeah, so the physical body really knows, um, it knows what it needs to do to survive um, and to thrive, really. And the best thing that we can kind of do is get out of its own way, <laughs> so, is to kind of let it, let it, let it do its thing. Um, and, 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 and what that means is getting your mind out of the picture, you know, your opinions, what, are, what you think other people think, and that shame and that guilt that we talked about, um, trying to get that trying to get that out of the picture so that you can drop into um, so you can drop into yourself and the wisdom that's contained in your own body you know as you you know for women who are pregnant or um, have given birth you know that you know you're not you know you just wake up and your body just does things to feed that baby and to keep that baby alive you know it's your mind is not involved at all and that's a, a prime example of the body knowing what it needs to do and us for the most part just needing to you know give it what it needs listen to what it needs give it what it is asking for and then to kind of get the mind get the mind out of the way um and a lot of the work that i do in the sessions, you know, they end up being a lot of energy healing and also the the physical pelvic floor therapy of, you know, wiping that tension away. Um, But what I'm really encouraging women to do, especially if I see them, you know, continuously over long term, is that, you know, in the beginning sessions, I'm really guiding them and helping them to tune into what I call the root voice, um, which is that sort of gut, that like gut instinct voice that every woman I think every person has um that is is telling you the truth you know there's no there's no what ifs there's no you know mental opinions about it it's just this internal knowing feeling that we have that gut instinct that we have um because that's what's always going to guide you in the way that's going to serve your highest your highest good so what I do in meditation and and during the pelvic floor sessions is guide women to find that voice and to grow that voice stronger so what a lot of times because it's you know it's seated in that in that area our our lower chakras our you know our womb our root chakra our sacral chakra um is, is our earth connection it's it's what grounds us down into the earth and women are you know physical representations of 
the mother earth, you know, in all of her different shades and hues of beauty. So we each have a unique essence to bring forward that is a representation representation of of the mother earth and um i don't think that it's a coincidence that we have this uprising of women using their voices and and standing in their power while at the same time having this sort of awakening about environmental sustainability and you know cleaning up pollution and finding ways to use energy more efficiently you know the two are very very much intertwined um so it can be amazing the first time, couple times a woman comes to me and, you know, she might not, not feel anything or, you know, she either feels numb or she has emotions, but she, she's not able to place the emotions. So I'm feeling, you know, a lot of emotions will come up. I'm feeling this thing. I don't know where it's come from. I don't know, you know, but as, as we go, I'm, I become more of just the space holder and sort of like the amplifier for them. Um, giving them a space to voice and to help them focus more deeply on that root voice. And they are the ones guiding the healing. And I'm just providing the container, which is a, it's, it's huge for, because all healing is self healing. Anything, any healing that we do is, you know, people can provide us with tools or with a space, you know, to, to go deeper into ourselves, but ultimately we are the ones doing the work always. I think that's that is going to be a real future of our you know the future of our healthcare is um, people learning how to heal themselves. Um, we see it a lot. You know, people are using with you know food or essential oils. People are finding different ways of self of self healing. Um, and when a woman is able to come in to herself and feel herself and, and hear her own wisdom and then apply that wisdom to her life, really miraculous and immense changes start happening for her. Um, not only with her physical health, but you know, with her lifestyle, with the people that she chooses to engage in, um, the environments she chooses to put herself in because she's listening to her root voice that says very clearly, yes, do that. No, don't do that. Yes. Talk to that person. No, walk away from that person, you know, because your root voice is, is there to keep you safe. You know, our lower chakras is just like keeping you safe, keeping, you know, your, your foundational needs met. It's really incredible to, um, to see really empowered, um, women make this transformation. Um, I talk about it often in the doula work and the birth world, because we do, we see um, these parents go through this whole transformation um, because they're empowered and they, they learn that they are capable and they learn that they have choices and they mm-hmm. have control over things, um, which is really, really, really important. One of the places that new parents often feel the most out of control and like they don't have choices is um, in the postpartum phase of having a baby <laughs> One of the most common topics um, is both prenatally and postpartum um, is sex. So having sex while pregnant um, and then mm-hmm. also sex after, after the baby is, is here. So we know that sex before the baby comes is completely safe. But after the baby comes, it's more than just that mental piece of there's a baby in there, but it adds a physical mm-hmm. piece because your body is healing. Can you share with mm-hmm. us a little bit about 
what happens if pain during sex never goes away after having a baby? Yeah, so pain during sex is, well, first of all, let me say that you should wait before, of course, having sex or engaging in any sort of um, pelvic floor therapy or pelvic floor massage. Um, you should always wait, you know, it's with a doctor's clearance. It's usually about six to six to eight weeks yeah. um, before we do any sort of work. So I just want to say that first. And, and you probably won't want to do it in that period anytime because you'll you'll be really sore and healing. Oh, yes. No, no, no. You'll be like, no, stay away. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, don't touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's right. That's your body telling you like, this is what I need. And this is what I definitely don't need. <laughs> yeah. So um, absolutely, absolutely. So and, and pain during sex. And this is something that I found I was almost astonished when I found out how many women experience painful, painful sex. Um, and it's, it's never, you know, it's, it's never okay. It's never normal, you know, but when I say that, I don't mean that there's anything necessarily, you know, there's nothing wrong with you because it's something that is incredibly common, um, and happens to a lot of women, um, because of the tension that we're, that we're carrying in our pelvic floor and the disconnection. Another thing that I hear a lot of is, is numbness. Um, but for the pain specifically, um, Definitely, you know, you're, you're, so you've just, you know, to go back to that um, Olympic athlete, that championship athlete who has now just done their big race and without any training and they are, they are wiped. Like they are like, um, you know what I mean? Like, like the healing from that is immense. So, um, you know, I say that every woman should receive pelvic care, every postpartum woman should receive pelvic care like times a (laughs) hundred you know what I mean like if I could emphasize one group out of all of them it is it is those women because your your pelvic floor has now gone through this immense 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 trauma without any it didn't have any warm-up you know it didn't have any you know preparation for that so it went into that kind of ill-prepared um so yeah there's a lot of damage there's um you know uh urinary leaking pain during sex um later on in life there can be vaginal and uterine or even anal prolapse um so there's very serious things that have for so long just kind of been like swept up under the rug you know, because there's so much taboo and there's been so little medical research or, um, you know, care provided for women, especially women who have given birth. Um, it's, it's, that has become the norm, which is kind of upsetting to me, <laughs> but um, it just shows me an area where we have a lot of room for improvement. So if you are, if you have had a baby and you are still experiencing pain after sex definitely 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 come have a pelvic care session it I can almost guarantee that within a session or two you will start feeling some major changes Um, and sex should always be pleasurable sex should always be something that you're looking forward to not something that you're dreading Um, I think that that's really important for for women to experience. So, um, yeah, it's, it's something that can be addressed and it's something that can, you can heal from.
Absolutely. Two things that should never hurt, uh, breastfeeding and sex, right? So we know that if those two Mm -hmm. things are hurting, something is not working. So reach out. We have these resources. Um, You have choices, you have options. um, And that that obviously is our whole goal here at Tranquility Bahihi is um, getting you the help that you need, getting you that support. yeah. There's no reason to suffer alone. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And and you never are alone. And that's the thing. So you're never truly suffering alone. It's just everyone's suffering mm-hmm. silence. So there's, there's right. so many people so out there. You're not alone. It's just mm-hmm. nobody is speaking about it. So be brave. Ask for that help. Um, it really mm-hmm. might connect you to an awesome, awesome awesome community. So my last, um, my last thing for you is if expectant or new parents wanted to get in touch with you, um, and to schedule your services or have a consult or just reach out and, and ask you some questions, how would they connect? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have a website, www.madisonwhite.net. N-E-T. Um, they can also reach me by email at healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G at madisonwhite.net. Um, also by phone, if you want to talk over the phone or just shoot me a text, be like, hey, I heard about you. I'd love to talk. Um, it's, it's very, you know, non-formal. Um, I would love to talk to you. Um, uh, my cell phone is 339-201-1346. I'll put it out there. <laughs> that is awesome. That is so incredible. Oh my goodness. Thank you so, so much for joining us today, Madison. Um, as always, it has been a blast talking with you and learning from you. You are this infinite source of wisdom, I feel like. Um, Madison offers exclusive discounts to TBH clients. As always, village members, find your tribe and love them hard. Did you know you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching The Tranquility Tribe Podcast on Facebook and our Instagram tribe is at Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.